everybody again and welcome to New York Talk. We've got the Rotherham United podcast and we have another special episode for you. Uh, we have our Christmas guest back again, Dan Barlas. So thank you for joining us, Dan. Good evening, chaps. Great to be back. Good stuff. Thank you for coming on again. How First time I was on Christmas, obviously. How was Christmas, New Year? Have a good, have a good one? Very good, yeah. Obviously, um, went back home and this year my uh, sister was hosting, which was a bit stressful for her. But... Uh, it was good. It was a bit time with all the kids and all the dogs, but it was worth it. Very good. And obviously, New Year just uh, chilled Yeah, with my girlfriend, so it was a quiet one, to be fair. Uh, before we get into probably, I, I asked about New Year, I thought about this earlier. New Year as a footballer, do you even see in the New Year, or do you have to play it next day? Uh, to be fair, I'd, I was in bed before uh, the, you know, they do the 10 second <laughs> countdown, and I was asleep. So, <laughs> not really, yeah. no. Um, so. Usually, well, to be fair, game day you don't have to get up until later on you can get up at 10 if you want but i was asleep so <laughs> <laughs> um i should judge mick and danny mix that mick, mick, mix with us on his best behavior probably yeah no i'm i've got i've got a little notice down here no do not mention referees <laughs> and i'm not gonna do at all i promise regular listeners of the show will know that's a lie um danny <laughs> is with us as well i think for joining us danny hello everybody always a pleasure uh, and we'll start with you, Danny. If you want, Danny, if you want to go ahead, you've got some questions to start us off with. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, first question. What's your immediate thoughts on the Sunderland game on Tuesday, keeping us top of the league? Um, obviously, a very good result for us. Um, I'm in a group chat with me pub team on and a couple of them lads are Sunderland fans, so they weren't very happy. Um, <laughs> and I've seen some of the celebrations, obviously, in an ex-Sunderland player, which was... It's quite amusing to watch, but it's a very good result for us. And um, we've got them coming Tuesday, so it'll be a tough game against them. But it's a good result. And we're two games in hand, I think, now over uh, Sunderland and uh, Wickham. Yeah. So if we can get them two games won, we can put ourselves in a quite a good position. Yeah, former Rotherham player scoring the hat-trick as well, Chris Maguire. Back in. Very, yeah, very yeah. Briefly. When was it? Was it 2014, was it? Evans was last it, season. It, they were one at million million signings that Steve Evans made, weren't they? Yeah, yeah well, yeah. <laughs> it didn't work out. Well, no. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so one describes you as Rotherham's quarterback. It's a shame we've not got Ben here because he could explain what a quarterback yeah. is for any American football fans. Um, but is there anyone like that you model your game off, or is it just uh, Barlasser being Barlasser? Um, to be fair, growing up. Obviously, watching Newcastle, but my dad used to love Barcelona. He always used to watch Barcelona. Honestly, mm. it was a bit—it was a bit strange, obviously, but him being Turkish. But we used to watch a lot of Barcelona matches, so it was—it um, was Xavi and Yester for me, and obviously Sergio Busquets when he came in. So it was just them three. And it was my favourite, really, growing up. And obviously, Newcastle players. Uh, Johan Kabay was unbelievable uh, mm. as a midfielder, but I would say them three at Barca. Um, but growing up, I wasn't I wasn't a centre midfield. I was up front and right back, right wing. And then when I got eighteen, I, I went back uh, to midfield, and that that's that's been position ever since, really. Always oh, nice uh, modelling yourself after the Barcelona best, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> One of the greatest teams ever, to be fair. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but the uh, the last one that I've got written down on a little bit of paper comes from uh, my away day lot, the Kimmy Park away days lot. Um, now, scoring an indirect free kick is a very strange occurrence in football because it, it, it rarely happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's the strangest thing to happen to you as a footballer on the pitch? 
Oh, that's a great question. You know, I don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just kept that one in my journalism locker. Damn. Oh, that's <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's well. No, it's not really strange. But we were playing when we were uh, scholars at the time in Newcastle, and uh, he's still a good friend of mine. Actually, he's called James. Uh, he's a centre half. And the ball bounced in the end. For some reason, he just caught the ball. Just for absolutely no reason at all. Just caught the ball and then dropped it and tried to carry on playing. So that's probably the, the strangest thing I've seen. But um, Except he didn't get away with it. No, no, he didn't get away with it. No. And I've seen um, quite a horrible one, but he's he's he's, a, well, he's my best mate. He's called Owen. Uh, he was at Newcastle with me at the time. He was at Gates at the, now, but uh, we were playing in a 23s game. And he's, <laughs> he's took quite a bad touch, to be fair. And so that's what we're saying now. It was because of his touch, he got injured. But he's went in this tackle and he's he's looked up and looked at his leg and then just like borderline passed out. And he had a big gash in his leg. Mm-hmm. And there's a photo I'll send you later on of me and me mate just standing there next to him when the physio's over, just laughing at him because he's, he's just there in agony. <laughs> so that, 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 <laughs> that was another one. But... Uh, <laughs> it's hard to be fair because it doesn't really come around off in strange moments but yeah. uh, they, they would probably be best too he still sees you're his best mate then does he <laughs> well yeah, yeah well yeah think so. <laughs> but uh, yeah it was it, yeah. was it was funny looking back at it now yeah yeah <laughs> you, you know you say it doesn't come around very often something similar happened to me whilst I were at college playing football um again bad touch and someone's got in for a, for a challenge um but he didn't gash his leg he somehow cleanly like, like proper laces striked his kneecap and his kneecap was on the side of his leg afterwards oh, so yeah nice. yeah I, i'm still best mates with the men as, as well so <laughs> when you look this. back at it you'll think oh you, you you can look back and talk at it can't you and laugh over mm-hmm. it can't you obviously it was bad at yeah. the time but when you talk about it in the future it's it's, it's quite funny yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I will now open the floor to Matt and Mick. You're up, fellas. <laughs> um, so let's go back to when you first came to the Millers a couple of years ago now. It's the season, isn't it? Um, when I remember when you were signing, obviously we we just come down to the championship. We hadn't paid much attention to League One, but I remember a lot of people who know a lot about League One saying how good a sign it was that it would be cool getting you getting you to up to the club. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I love Newcastle. I remember when you talking about the interview. Not, the chat had to do with the loan manager. Do you yeah. get anything in those loans, or how, or how much of a save you get? Did you get in, in loans in that stage of your career? Um, you do have a quite a bit, to be fair. Um, because the end of the day, it's your career. I obviously had um quite a few clubs coming out, a couple of championship clubs, but at that stage, I was thinking I, I just came from Accrington. Um, I played like fifty odd games, but we were probably say mid table, bottom of League One, so. Looking at it, it was probably the right loan no move for me because going to a League One team that's pushing for promotion, you're probably going to play more. Was better than going to a, yeah. a championship team, say, uh, and probably not play as much. So, yeah, you do have quite a bit of say. So usually, whoever comes in for you, they'll, they'll let you know, and then you'll have a discussion. But um, the way Rotherham came about and how they wanted us was probably the the best and the, the best for me moving forward in my career. And that start, the start didn't seem to go as smoothly as possible. It seemed to take a couple of months for you to sort of nail your place down. Was mm-hmm. it a tough couple of months to start with? Um, it probably seemed on the outside, yeah, but on the on the inside, no, because I was getting 
probably I would say physically better because it it yeah. no disrespect Akron, but Akron the didn't really have much gym facilities etc. And when I went to Rotherham, it was like you've got to be this physical condition, you've got to do this in the gym. So it was kind of getting used to how I need to be physical, uh, physical. And obviously, when I started getting used to that and started getting stronger and quicker, and uh, getting more games in, um, I think it was November when I kind of kicked on from there, and uh, I didn't really look back. But the, the start was say it wasn't as good as I wanted to be, but it, it wasn't horrific. I might have played horrific, but uh, I felt all right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you talk about the physicality of it. You come from? Did you give me? Did you get a preseason with us, or was it preseason with Newcastle? Uh, quite early I got, I got, I got, I got, yeah, I got in the preseason. Uh, where was it? Went to Germany. So that was the f- yeah. basically I trained one day at Roundwood, then we went to Germany. So it was I just got there on time for mm. preseason. And how was that preseason yeah. going compared to your other other preseasons? And I imagine yeah. they're all pretty tough. But how how tough is it here? Um. Well, that that was when I was thinking. Oh yeah, well you got to be fit, yeah, because. I'd done my programme for obviously going back to Newcastle 23s, which was like very easy. Mm. You didn't really have to be in a certain kind of, you, it was just like a couple of runs here and there, keep yourself taking over. But when it was Rotherham, you was just like, you've got to, you've got to be these times uh, on these certain runs. So I just had to get used to that. And obviously the, the pre-seasons that I've kept going now, I've got fit and fit and obviously got used to them regimes. Uh, and that season... Let's talk about the fun bits of the season before it all ended. There was that run Christmas time to end of January where we just looked unstoppable. That was one of the best. I know mean, we just in this current season had a bit amazing run, but that run there, we demolished some of those teams. What was that couple month period where we just, it just it seemed to click from the outside? Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> to be fair, I think it was, well, I think we'll laugh about it now. I think it was after the Christmas deal, we actually went on a mad run. Um, <laughs> And uh, like you said, I think it was clicks. I think we went we were more four four two then, mm. and everyone kind of knew what the the role in the team was, and it was just one of them. Like we were winning games that probably at the start of the season we wouldn't have won, so we we're winning scrappy and we we're winning when we we're playing well. So it was mixing them two together, and it, it just kind of worked. Obviously, thankfully, it was the enough to get with promoted. Mm. Yeah, you became a very key cog in that in, in that season when you got injured in the Coventry game, which I think was a game or two before the end, eventual end. Yeah, I, um, nothing, I only missed two games, didn't I? Or one yeah. game, I think it might have been, so it wasn't that bad. Mm. But um, yeah, I was lucky then as well because I thought I'd done something worse. Uh, I get I, I get the mic taken out was for that as well because I remember I got stretched off and I was I, could, I was fit two and a half weeks later, so. Um, <laughs> But uh, I found out that I didn't have, I don't have a certain ligament in my ankle, actually. Oh. So mm. after, after that tackle, I was thinking, oh, I've done something here. Mm. And then I went and got a scan. It was just, uh, I must have done it when I was younger. I must have snapped the ligament in my ankle when I was younger. And obviously, didn't know about it. And then it's just, hasn't really grew back properly. So I've got a, a ligament less. So I've got a ligament less to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Less chance to get injured. Then. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know this is going to be a really silly question, but how much of a disruption was the was the break was the close down of the season? Because as as us as people, I suppose it's the same for everybody else's jobs. Every job just suddenly stopped. Yeah, it was very weird. Um, 
it was like a different world, wasn't it? It's it's scary. Like thinking about it, two years later, I was still in the mm. uh, the same kind of situation. I can remember um, my girlfriend mentioned it actually a couple of weeks ago, where I sent her a letter saying, "Oh, this will be like a two three week lockdown. Don't worry, I'll see you after it." Uh, and it's it's ended up being over a year and a half, two years. So it was a bit of a mad one. But like you said, just I'll, I'll being honest, you would take it, wouldn't you? Three quarters in the season, they're saying, "Oh, you're going up points per game." Yeah, definitely. You take it, but obviously, you would, you would, you would like to do it the proper way. But if they're letting you go up like that, you'd say you take it. And then it was just during that lockdown, it was just running. Mm. Um, I had to stick to the Rotherham regime running, so that was very tough. Um, <laughs> there were some days where I couldn't really be bothered, but I was thinking, "Oh my God, I've got to do me run." And. Uh, Usually I would get up in the morning and do it, but if I didn't do it in the morning, it was it was tough doing it in the afternoon and night. It was just like, I've got to go on a 5k run, yeah. Um, so it was tough, <laughs> but um, we got through it, thankfully. Mm. Yeah. I, there was a lot of noise from other clubs about us being lucky to get promoted. I'm not going to name any names, but did, was it easy to <laughs> shut off that noise from other clubs, almost putting down our promotion? Yes, um, and I know them clubs you're going about. I think we're thrashing at home, if I can recall. But it's one of them, isn't it? Because if we were in that position, we would probably say the same, wouldn't we? So you knew it was probably going to come. But I think for the majority of the league, especially the, the lower league clubs, they couldn't really afford to have games on without the crowd. So I think it was a a sensible decision. It obviously helped them clubs who are financially not as stable as the clubs at the top to help them uh, keep going through COVID. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, while, si- while sipping the victory beer, yes, that's what we thought. Sweet, sweet victory beer, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, and then, because that was the end of our season, but you go back to Newcastle and they their season hadn't finished. There was still a a couple of months left, eventually a couple of months left of their season. Could you have yeah. been part of that squad to, to, that they started again? Yeah, if I was a year younger, I think I could have been. Uh, I think you had right. to be 23 or under to be involved in that if you weren't named in the original squad at the start of the season. But I still trained. Mm. Um, and obviously it was really good to get back training with Premier League players. Um, mm. Learn a lot for them and obviously just to go back and show myself. And I trained, I just carried on the, my form from... Uh, Rotherham went there and I trained uh, quite well to be fair uh, so I was I was looking forward to getting back in the pre-season Yeah and then when how how late was the, the talk from Newcastle that maybe the future lied elsewhere because you played a, a few cup games from didn't you? Yeah um, I can remember thinking uh, I've got to, to be fair obviously it was my dream wasn't it Premier League squad mm-hmm. Newcastle and I remember I think it was even a week maybe a week or two weeks to go uh, to the start of the season, we played Crew, then Stoke, and I played the full match against Stoke, which was the last. That was the last pre-season game before the start of the season, and I thought, oh, I've got a massive chance, yeah. yeah. Um, and I showed myself quite well in them games, and then uh, I think we signed uh, poor. Who was it? Three or four players, maybe it was Hendrick, Fraser, Wilson, and um, someone else. Obviously, I had a. Uh, well, I didn't know my place would have been in the squad anyways, but my place was gone, definitely gone then. Yeah. So as, um, as soon as that happened, I just had a chat with the manager at the time. 
uh, obviously disagreed, but uh, that's football. So, uh, and then I knew Rotherham would want us back, and I, I, I just knew it was probably the best place for me to go because it's somewhere that I'm wanted, and I know I'd probably have the the best chance of uh, getting game time, obviously, and win the championship. So it was a good good stage to progress my career. Yeah, well, we saw. I remember when you were there. A couple of the, the, the Newcastle fans loving you spraying passes around. And we think well, that's great, but don't be too good. We want you back. <laughs> <laughs> so you clearly, yeah, there was always there was well. always talk about us going back on loan, anyways. Yeah. Um, that that was me 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 aim, anyways. Probably to go mm. back on loan and do a championship season. So I was probably coming back either way. Can, can I just uh, jump in quickly here? Um, mm. I have found something that might interest some people. Um, apparently, there is a match issue Barlasa Newcastle shirt. I can't really see it on screen. Available on classic football shirts. Is it white? Is it white? Yeah, the 47 one. Yeah, me mate sent us the other day saying uh, 40 quid wouldn't dare, something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's apparently <laughs> 60 quid. Yeah, on classic 60, football yeah. shirts. Yeah. Um, oh, that was, that was, I think that was my first squad shirt, to be fair. I was very young then. I think I was 16 or 17. Something for your wall, that I think. Forty-seven. I've got, I've got loads of me wall. That was it. That was me. <laughs> nah, I'm got. She got us all me, all me shirts framed. Bless her, which was really good. Oh, that's good. Very that's nice. Of her. Very uh, on items, we talk about just one player of the month. Let's jump forward a little bit. Uh, congratulations, yep. first of all. Yeah. yeah congrats. Um, we 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 think you deserved it. Where where's your trophy gone from the, from that? Do you get? I used to get to keep the um, player month. I'm gonna. Um, Get a put up in me place in Newcastle. It's at me, me parents' house at the minute because when I went and see me mum and dad, my dad was like, oh, we'll keep it here for a week, obviously. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's at me dad's at the minute. So hopefully it's still in uh, one piece when I get back. So, but yeah, it's I just, I'll just more visitors so they can show, show off to everybody. Yeah, that, you'll be doing that. <laughs> you'll definitely be doing it. But I'll be putting it in my house in Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, the strange individual awards in football, the, the sort of, they're not really individual awards. I know you had an amazing month, but mm-hmm. without your team around you, you're not going to get those awards, are you? No. Um, well, even like my fourth goal probably is the, the goal that got us it. So if Chio doesn't go on that yeah. 70-yard run yeah. and Smudge B's a bit more greedy and shoots, I'm not I'm not scoring, am I? So, and then even the, uh, the, the penalties, um, I think it was Chio twice for them again. So... Like I said, it's 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 a team effort. I'm, it's very good to have that accolade of, of uh, individual thing, but mm. I'm not really too fussed. The main objective, the main objectives to to go up. So if it, if they come along the way, it's a it's a nice little gift. But uh, I'd rather promotion than that. Yeah, well, we we don't want our players getting awards. We're very selfish supporters. We don't want any <laughs> of you. We want every all of you just. Flying under radar, completely under radar. We don't want any interest, <laughs> which I know is probably not what you want to hear. Obviously, as a, as a as an individual, but we don't. I'm sorry, Dan, but we're not. You know, it's, it's, oh, it, it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, keep that manager of the month award as far away from Warney as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, is it, is, do you think it's a case? Yeah, I, yeah. I think yeah. so. Times go fly about that. It's a case. But yeah, uh, yeah. no, hopefully gets manager of the year. You'll you'll rather have that one, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, exactly. Manager of the year and a promotion medal to go with another yeah. promotion medal to go with. Yeah, I'll do. That's the one. 
Um, when you drop down from the Premier League to the Championship, again, it's going to sound a really simple, stupid question, but how big is the gap for you training with all those players? How big is the gap from the Premier League? To the um, I, I'd say before, it's like the same in every league. I think mm. the higher you go, the more time you actually get on the ball. It's a bit weird saying that, but I think yeah. the higher you go, the more time you get on the ball. Uh, but the, the only thing is the higher you get. When you lose the ball, you're probably going to get punished more. Yeah. I think that's what you, that's what you can tell from League One to Championship and Championship to Premier League. When you lose the balls in certain situations, say in League One, they might miss a chance or they might not even hit the target. Championship, they're probably 50% of the time scoring. Same with the Premier League or a higher percentage. So I would say that you get punished a lot more when you do mistakes the higher you go. Yeah. We've said that for a while, haven't we, Mick? I mean, we, we've watched yeah. a lot of League Two football in the past, unfortunately. And it's <laughs> just chaos, isn't it? It's just mad at times. Yeah, but, but people don't understand how actually how hard and physical it is. It's actually a very mm. fast-paced yeah. uh, level. Even the National mm. League really competitive this year. Um, mm. And uh, I went and watched me mate who plays the Gator, and that was that was carnage as well. <laughs> in their conference north, I was thinking, oh my god! So it's, it's getting tougher and tougher every year, yeah. which is a good thing because it's good for the fans, isn't it? So, yeah. The quality, the quality of, of football. It's, it's, it's getting better at every level, every year. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. With the exception of probably the Premier League, which seems to have, it's, it feels like it's kind of plateaued a little the top bit. Top three in the Premier League. are ridiculous. Yeah. I know uh, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like, it's between what well, you would say, if, you could probably say four maybe, but I know what you mean. It's like them mm. four, then that's it really, isn't it? Yeah, everybody else mm. is like a bit of a much of a muchness really. They're all about, you know... But again, we're, 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 I'm sure Matt's going to want to talk about championship. We, we've said this the last two or three times we've been in the championship, that the, the gap in quality between rock bottom and probably third or fourth is it's minimal. Yeah. It, it, certainly from a supporter's point of view, it just the, the, the gap is tiny. It really mm -hmm. is tiny. It's taking an, a, a chance here or a chance there, and, yeah. and that is it round about it. Yeah, know? it's true. It's true. I, I totally agree with you. Um that's what you're saying. You could probably say the the bottom half of the Premier League into the Championship. You could probably say they would, be, they would, um, mm. Championship teams could probably beat them. And then same mm. with League One. You would say that the top uh, six of League One would probably fancy themselves against the majority of the Championship teams. So yeah, I definitely get where you come from there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, we saw that weekend. We recorded just after the QPR game. There, mm. I know they made some changes, but fifth in Championship, whatever, and we pushed them all the way, and we're. Very, very unlucky not to come away with a fourth-round tie. Yeah. Um, the game plan, we knew if we pressed them because they, they like to play out from the back. I remember Griggy was very close at the start. Mm. That just set the tone. Um, mm. The first pressing, and then he nicked the ball. and They just kept playing out. And I was just thinking, you might get out a couple of times, but it's hard to play out against us because we just keep going. Um, mm. And uh, we had a little bit more time on the ball so we could play a bit more, but we created some decent chances. Um yeah. In, uh, on, uh, uh, like you said, on another day we could come away with a victory, but um, it's not too distressing. Obviously, having a good performance, and it's a we weren't really going to win the FA Cup, were we? So, no. <laughs> um, but I, I would rather be still in um, the Papa John's because it's realistically we can win that, mm. and yeah. obviously keep uh, going in the league. Because if you look at, I think it's Wigan. Wigan's got. Um, yeah, four in game, yeah. four, four, four or five games. Five, five in hand on, on yeah. Sunderland. Yeah, and then this, I think they're still in Papa John's and, and, and mm. so 
it's you look at him and think that they could be possibly tired and it's a, it's a good thing for for us because we've been through a, been through that haven't we where we've got yeah. games in hand but we could, they could have a week like we did last year where it's a game every two days or something mm. ridiculous like that mm. hopefully it is yeah there's a lot to cover with last season uh but i'll i'll, I'll pick, up, <laughs> pick you up on that point sorry like do you think no, it's not. Oh, no. My my dog's uh, currently asleep in his bed under the table, so we're all good at my end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me dog. Go on. Yeah, oh wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what I expected. That wasn't my decision, lads, just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this is my dog for everyone who's watching on YouTube when this goes up, and he's still fast asleep. I was going to say, that... is it alive? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's good company for her whilst I'm away, so he's he's uh, he's no bother. To be fair, man, he's small, so he's <laughs> does the job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back to bed, you. There we go. He's got look at devil, my dog. Now that I've took him out of his bed. If you want me up by picking me up, I won't be very happy with you, Danny. <laughs> anyway, should we get back to football? <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, yeah, so on the, on the COVID stuff, last, obviously our last year, again, it's a strange question, but do you think our COVID situation last year puts us in a good position this year, so we're almost prepared for anything? Because it can't get worse than last year, it feels. Um. Yes. It does because if it ever happened, we know what we what we mm. what we get ourselves <laughs> into. Um, but uh, thankfully, we haven't um, been we haven't had any games cancelled. We've obviously had other games cancelled because of COVID. I think Lingham was. Um, mm. But thankfully, we haven't had anything. So touch wood, uh, nothing comes until the end of the season. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can get COVID the season if you want, but not not during the season. So. You've got to hope that that's the case. Sorry, sorry, Dan. Sorry, mate. No, no, no. Go on. You've got to hope that that's the case, don't you? Because I mean, if you look back at that that situation last season, is there any way that that as a club, it could have been dealt with any differently? From the outside, I can't see how it could have been. No, um, I uh, I had it, Um, and I can remember I literally I'd been going to training back home and I was with nobody my girlfriend was back in Newcastle and she came up and then the next morning I tested positive I was thinking it's you let's give it me <laughs> yeah everyone had tra- I think it was mid- everyone had trained and had tested negative and I was the only one positive so I was thinking it's got to be my girlfriend yeah. I went and tested her and she was uh, negative so I was thinking how how have I possibly got this so I was thinking it could be a petrol station or something it's it's yeah. it was it was mad so yeah. It's it's quite scary actually think that you can just get it from popping at the shop or something like that. So mm. you have to be careful everywhere you go now. Um yeah. but um I'm vaccinated so that that, that would help, but uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well yeah, the whole league looks in for a tough run in, so it's more clubs are I would mention Wigan. Wigan are heavily affected this season, so they've got a not as bad as what we're gonna have, so lack not much sympathy from our end, but Mm-hmm. It's tough. That's football nowadays. Football, football. Normally, strange things happen. Mm-hmm. The world we're in now, who knows what could happen? You've got to be prepared. And 
I, I yeah. feel like from the outside, Rotherham are very prepared for almost anything. Yeah. Um, to be fair, we've took extra like uh, precautions this year. Like um, we've been obviously not showering at the training ground. Um, we've we've been doing meetings in cars, you know, on Zoom and stuff like mm. that. So everyone. Oh my God, he's uh, <laughs> he's he's having a number. I, I'm I'm oh, you're, you're look. I'm lucky. I'm on live because he's having a number two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we've been, we've, been taking, we've been taking more measures this year. Get, get out! You've been <laughs> so um. Don't any ideas, Finn? I'm telling you now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we just need to keep doing. Bear, just being careful. Obviously, we need to look after each other and each other's families. So if we carry on the way we are, I think we should be okay, unless there's mm. some freak outbreak again yeah. but you know you like you said like you said you've got to be prepared for everything can you hear that yeah. 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 He's, he's 11 months he plays he's in like uh, yeah, get out oh, still a pup bless get out cheers can you get this dog can you get this dog you just had a poo in the room <laughs> You've got to leave this in. You can't cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just we're broadcasting live on YouTube? We're all right. But uh, what was the what, what was I carry on talking about? Uh, uh, yeah, the, like the yeah. COVID. Um, yeah, we're we're prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <brilliant. laughs> um Back on the QPR game, well, not on the QPR game, but the way we play against championship teams. We're doing this podcast where you get asked to go and speak to other people's podcasts, other teams' podcasts. Yeah. And whenever we speak to them, you know, rather than a big, strong, physical team, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whenever I, whenever we sort of tell them, well, actually, we're a really, really high-pressing, high-energy team, the shock on their faces is really surprising from us because mm-hmm. that's what we are. We're a high-pressing team. That's what we do almost most last season from the outside. That's yeah. what we did, and that's why we all almost set up for me because we, we put it up, we got it up with them, and didn't, a lot of teams didn't like it. Yeah, um, you could probably like this is what I'm saying. A lot of teams say that and say, Oh, we're physical and all this, but mm. we're actually good on the ball as well. So it's it's kind of yeah. it's kind of a good thing they can think that that like mm. that that way, play it that way, and then we could mm. pass them off the park and they'll be thinking, what, What's going on? Yeah, I thought they'd kick the ball along. So it's good that we're good at both because, you, mm. like you say, if you're playing teams that are say more direct and it has to be a scrappy game we need to win on a set piece we can do that now if it's going to be a passing game we can beat teams at passing uh, passing game so but um, I would say last year we were more that physical team because we had Tree as well Tree and Smudge two of the giants oh, yeah. up front um, mm. and this year we've only got to be fair we don't really have a big team this no. year other than Smudge and then myself and Icky only people over six foot I think so, I know it's not. It's not stop people calling us big physical side though. Has yeah, it? I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're still, they're still cool, but they, they can call whatever they want if we win. I'm not bothered. It, it's one of the things I found interesting, and we're not going to talk about transfers and stuff like that. But we talk about Freddie. Um, a couple of people have spoke to me about Freddie. Freddie wants to go and everything else. And, and there's been a couple of things. People on social media saying similar sort of things. Oh, Freddie Lapo is leaving. Who wouldn't want a big? Strong physical striker, and I'm I'm like, well, 
But, oh, we're not selling smudge. It's, it's Freddie that's leaving, and it's like it's almost as if people have got this impression that if if it's a forward leaving rather than United, we're not bothered doing any research. It's going to be a big, physical, strong lad. You know what mm. I mean? And that seems to be the sort of. I mean, all last season, certainly in the Championship, particularly mm-hmm. when we were on Sky, when well, we used to we used to do watch-alongs and stuff, and we had, we had a bingo card, you know, and obviously <laughs> the first thing on bingo card were big, strong, physical side. Uh, and you, you could tick it off literally before the match even kicked off. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, bizarre. Uh, it is bizarre. And like you said, I think we're, 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 we're I would say, taller. <laughs> In the championship, but mm. every team's physical. Well, if you want to win football games, you've got to be physically better than the opposition. Yeah, it's yeah. a fact. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even know if it's physical in that way as well because people, especially when, like you say, like when I came on loan, it, you, you realize how physically demanding it is, like fitness wise. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. and like even the strikers, like Smudge, like Smudge is running back from. Their box keep yeah, he's followed a centre half yeah. all the way back <laughs> in our box and kicked the ball out of play. I am yeah. telling you now, strikers further up in the leagues will never do that. Yeah. Would never ever do that. We just leave <laughs> yeah. it at the defender. So it just shows you how physical phys- like fitness wise you've got to be. Mm. So I remember saying that after I was like, what he's ran all the way all that way, he was knackered we fed him. Yeah, I could tell. I, I remember that. It's like that, that's that's Smithy. Still yeah. going. He's still going. Yeah, oh, he's still going. He's a, he's a machine. To be fair, one absolute machine. Yeah. Love him. Yeah. Uh, on last season, tough season in the end. But let's just ask you for highlights of the season. Oh, if we went down, but what were a couple of highlights from the Wednesday season? Yeah. <laughs> Wednesday. Um, obviously scoring that game. Um, but the away game obviously was fantastic as well. I remember I got brought off in nine minutes, thinking, "Oh, one one, we're down to ten minutes. It's a good yeah. result." And then Tree does that pass down. And I'm thinking, "Oh my god, chance, chance!" Uh, I don't know if you've seen the video. I'm squirting water all over the gaff and the, the dugout. <laughs> um, but you would say that. Um, what else was we had? Some we did we did the double over some quite good teams actually. We did double yeah, over Bristol City. Yeah, did double um, Derby. Derby, yeah. yeah. We beat Preston. some big teams. Um, I just think, like I said before, it's the 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 chances that we missed that season. I think this season we've, we're finishing them. So yeah. it's one of them because, especially in games where we're one nil up, I think we missed chances where we could go two nil up and that would have killed the game off. Um, so I would say that I think we dropped too many points from winning in drawn positions. Um. But that, that's football, isn't it? So you've just got to learn from it. I think we'll have because obviously we're, I think we're top scorers this year and we we finish most with chances. So if we can keep doing that, then obviously hopefully do it next year in the championship. Fingers crossed. Yeah, ticking every box yeah. this year, stat wise. Yeah. So if you're ticking every stat box, your chances are you're going to be at the right end at least, aren't you? Yeah, we're yeah. Top end of that. Um, do you know, we're talking about the Wednesday game. Victor mentioned it. Does obviously you're not a Rotherham boy, so you don't necessarily know the, the rivalry is that big. Does Paul won drill it in before those games that it's our biggest rivalry. Um, yes, but I can remember because me, you obviously you met my mum, but my mum's all over social media. Did, was it when Rotherham win it a bit of bother? Sheffield Wednesday didn't loan players or something like that. Am I correct? So um, yeah, when, is, you, is Sheffield United back in a way, yeah, didn't they? yeah, yeah. And then uh, Wednesday, um, Wednesday raised about twelve hundred quid for us, and the Atletas forget since. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I know it's a massive rivalry, uh, rivalry obviously. Because um, it's your closest rival, isn't it, I think? Mm. Other than Doncaster. Yeah. So, um, you know how big it is by the, the, the fans. Mm. By the fans. And, um, mm. and obviously the lads uh, saying, obviously, they played in it before. And I think the last time you played at Hillsborough in the Championship, did they score later on? I think I'm correct. Yeah, they gave a penalty against Woody. Which was yeah, and then I played an FA Cup game where we, we battered them and we got beat later on as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Then in that yeah. game, how big it was from how many they brought and how many of our fans were there. So it was a good thing. Obviously, no fans being there uh, was a bit gutting because to imagine the wind, if the wind was full, oh, yeah. then it would have been unbelievable. So yeah. that's, that, that's the third time we've we've beating Sheffield Wednesday 2-1 with a last-minute winner. Yeah. Um, one, I would one say I'd by... do it again, but I'd rather be... Rather be yeah, yeah. We'll play them. That's the 6-0 this time. Yeah. 6-0 yeah. sounds fair, doesn't it? Yeah. Richie well, Barker I mean, scored if one of those can, as well. If Sunderland can batter Wednesday, you know. And we bat Sunderland. Yeah. Yeah, well, lost when, we Wednesday. Wednesday, when we played Wednesday at home, I think we had a... I think we were betting them on the day. It was just they... Yeah. They finished the chances, obviously, um, and we missed a penalty. So it was, it's one of them days, isn't it? It's one of them days where the ball didn't go in for it. But after that, we started scoring loads of goals. So hopefully, we can just carry that on until we play them. Yeah, yeah, that was a sad. Day. Well, one of the points this season. That's one of those games where if you get a goal before half time, it changes everything. That was yeah. almost a goal for them. The, the momentum shift. It's a yeah, brilliant yeah. save from keeper. Yeah, and it felt like they'd scored. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you because it, it kind of puts you down the dumps, doesn't it? Because you think, oh, mm. we'll go 1 0 at half time and then we can kind of not sit back, sit back, but be good defensively and then maybe get another goal on the counter. Because um, they've got to throw everything out of then having to try and get the goal back. So, mm, yeah. but uh, it was a bit gutting, but it was a great save, to be fair. Well. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think their goals were. were I remember looking back at the goals. We probably could have stopped their goals, but it's, it's a thing that we'll learn from, and we've we've got better defensively. So, mm. I think it was a good it was a good learning curve. Obviously, it wasn't nice for the fans, but it was a good learning curve for the players. No, I think that's fair. Um, Mick, I've got a question about culture at the club. You'd like to normally ask these questions, so do you want to no, ramble on and find question it, within it? Well, it is from the outside. The difference in culture at Rotherham United since Paul Warren's taken over. It, it, it uh, the, the difference is just ridiculous. It's just you know we've gone from certainly as I mean I've supported them all my life and and you know we've gone from Millmore, which is obviously just up the road from New York Stadium, which was some people like it, some people have you know fond memories of of it, but it was an absolute hole. It really yeah. was, you know, it was falling to pieces. Everything, and, but the club itself was falling to pieces. You know, not just a stadium, but the club, and we had all the all those difficult times, and ended up at Don Valley Stadium, and and blah de blah, and all the sports, no all this sort of stuff. But we were we were we were just basically completely unprofessional. Oh, that's you know, as a supporter, you could tell that. And then Tony Stewart came in, and obviously we've had had to turn around and turn over managers, and, yeah. and things clearly improved, obviously with the stadium. But then Paul Warren came along. And it's, it just feels like everything else behind the scenes has changed from sort of top to bottom almost. Um, and I just, I, I'd be interested, I was interested more than anything else to to know how that feels 
as a player, but obviously you've not seen the previous stuff. Does yeah. it differ to how it is at, well, at, at Newcastle, for example? What do you mean financially? Obviously, you can no just just in culture, just cult, the culture of of, of the uh, club. Well, I can certainly tell you, there's no big time people at Rotherham, mm. and that's 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 a really good thing to have. Everyone, everyone, well, basically loves each other. All family want to do well for each other's family. Obviously, get get promote the championship to to get more money and obviously better lives for a family and obviously better away days for the fans, bigger stadiums, stuff like that. Um, but like you said, Paul won the gaffer. He knows, he knows what it's like to be a player. And he knows what it's like to wear the Rotherham shirt. And he does say that all the time, um, about like just play like it's your last game, give everything. And if you give everything, the fans will be happy. So that's what we try and do. But I think the culture at the club's unbelievable. It's second to none. So that's that's that that would probably say I would probably say that's the best thing. Having no players who are say big time because I've seen that obviously elsewhere, mm. which mm. is not a good thing to have. Yeah, no. absolutely, and, and I think particularly under Steve Evans, we had there, there were a few occasions where we, he, he brought people in who were just that, you know, and and it clearly didn't work. Yeah, um, and, and and again, like what you just said there, it's it's obvious to us as supporters that that just doesn't exist um, at, at Rotherham. Well, you know, well, I know people are in for money, but if you if you want to potentially make more money or go high in the leagues, well, just work hard as a team you might not mm. have to like people but if you work hard as a team together every Saturday and give yourself a chance to go up and progress in cups and stuff like that obviously the money will come so it, it's just one of them but um, like I said I think I don't know what, what he was like when he first got in but since I've been here yeah, it's been unbelievable everyone's been happy got along with each other mm. you can tell that on the pitch and even through the, the tough times we've all been there for each other so yeah. I hope people can keep it like that it, 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 there were a lot of not a lot of criticism. I'm, I'll re, let me rephrase. There were that. some that you saw. There were some that I saw of of, of Paul Warren's good human beings. Um, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can. Well, he's, he's not been a good human being on the football pitch. No, absolutely. Like, exactly. You watch Woody play on a Saturday. He nails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he heads for everybody. He's not a good human being on the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think that phrase is outside of football. Mm. Um, yeah, which has worked. If you look at his record, um, you can't really deny it off stats. So, yeah, it might not have worked in the championship, but he's been close, hasn't he? So, hopefully, when yeah. when he gets back there, and when we get back there, we can prove them. Then people on, but I think that the good human being thing's a good thing to have because it yeah. stops yeah, the, the big timers coming in and trying to do what they want yeah and it creates an environment where you're going to develop better yeah. quicker yeah you know, because it's a happy working you want, environment you want, isn't it? you want to come and work as well yeah you definitely want to come and work um because hmm. sometimes previous when i've came into football and i've said i just i, I don't want to come in the day but i've never had that rather hmm. um all the lads are great all the sessions are great um and even the gym stuff, even that it's sometimes not good. It's 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 you know it's so that's yeah. even a place to be in. But the yeah. I would say it's it's the worst part about Rotherham is when you're injured because they do they do give you they do give you a good uh, say new. <laughs> yeah, it's um, interesting not, that you mentioned not. about culture, mate, because I saw a very stark contrast between the culture and the. Um, 
and the bond between the players against QPR and Wotham side and QPR side, because one of QPR's players, who I think was Charlie Austin, went and sat in the empty stand on his own because he got umpon because he got substituted. And <laughs> I haven't seen that from any Rotherham player in Paul Warren's entire tenure. So that's the levels that we're dealing with, I think, in terms of um, the good human being aspect, both on and off the pitch, like you say, Dan. Yeah. Terrific to see. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Left, isn't it? Yeah. Just... Yeah. Um, and not to cause rift at the club, but when we when you had, when we had your mum on, she rightly corrected us. Your name is Barlasser. I've been calling Correct, you Barlasser. Yeah. Well, um, you, you can you can say it like that. To be fair, because I get called Blazer quite a lot. <laughs> well, I was going to say in Paul Warren's interviews, he does call you Dan Barlasser. Yeah, when yeah. I listen to him, collect him. Um, it's 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 not me, well. It's not really a problem. To be fair, because. Laser is spelt laser, uh, said in laser, don't you? you say laser, laser. So, I, I can't believe you said it's not a problem. I've emailed Warney and all and told him about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I've yeah, got a picture funny. of no him, problem. a toddy no furiously checking his emails now that you've just said that, Mike. <laughs> um, on this season, it's been this run we went on, I know it ended against Accrington. But it's obviously a club record run. It's been an amazing run. Mm-hmm. And what I mean, just in, in the mindset, do you just sort of feel invincible during, not cocky, but you just feel like you could be anybody? Yeah, I feel like you can be anybody. But I think, in my opinion, when we were, say, drawing our win and, and it was getting like 60, 70 minutes, I thought, yeah, we'll go then. Because I, I think mm. uh, the latter stages of games, we're, we are fitter than teams. And that's probably when we get more scores, etc. Um but we start games and end games in a in a really good fashion, and uh, like obviously pressing is one of them. So mm. I think we went in every game thinking we could win, and even sometimes when we weren't playing well, we we found ways to win. That's what you need to do to uh, be right up there towards the end of the season. Uh, and how was it? Not to ask too many questions about you know inside the dressing room, but after the Akin team, when the when the run ended. Mm-hmm. What what what's that like? Is it? Do you feel really really low about it? Do you take a day or um, back? Not really, because it was a the Bolton game was was it the Bolton mm-hmm. game or Lincoln? It meant to be Lincoln, weren't it? Yeah, but it was obviously get ready for Lincoln because you just want to go on another run, don't you? So mm-hmm. it was one of them. We've said it before. Was it borderline impossible to do it till the end of the season? But um, even in the Akron game, we kind of we probably could have been two up at the start with the chances were missed that, that was just another one of them days where the chances when they fell they didn't really go in but um, the Bolton game they did so mm. it was just one of them to just regroup and keep focus and try and go on another run because um, if we go on another run like that we'll we'll have a great chance of going up in the automatic promotion Yeah we will I could the game felt like a bit of a perfect storm of it just felt like it was going against us it was a big day for them because it was drunk Coleman's yeah. Yeah. Anniversary won't go in for us, and then we'll get a game found. You're thinking, Oh, god, this is gonna be it. Yeah. Um, it just can, yeah. I, I do agree with you because obviously it happens probably most of the times where it's anniversaries or something like that. Or, mm. But, um, I would say their goal is a good finish, but it's, it comes from us, doesn't it? So, yeah, um, yeah. in my opinion, playing in it was just a, a scrappy nil nil game, um, but. That's football, isn't it? You, you you win some of them, you lose some. But uh, the reaction in the next game against Bolton was was good because that was that was a tough game and we managed to get the three points. Mm, yeah, 
Definitely. Um, Danny, have you, uh, you've got another question about half-times, haven't you? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you hear any noise in the background, mum has just come home. Um, <laughs> she might be coming through the curtain in a minute, I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, I saw something on Facebook the other day from um, Ben Foster and his Cycling Goalkeeper podcast. Yeah. Um, and it's about how the whole culture behind a half-time team talks changed. Like he's talked about how they're a lot more um, analysis-based now. Um, and not to obviously pry too much into Paul Warren's half-time team talks, but is it more of a motivational half-time or is it wheeling out the telly and showing you the clips of the first uh, half and, and such like that? No, we've never... Maybe before the game, you'll show you certain clips or certain things you want people to do in the game, but we've never had analysis at half-time. I just think that's a distraction, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, But... Um, it's just more virtual. It depends how the game's going and uh, what he thinks is the right words to say to certain players to get pumped up for the next uh, the next forty five minutes. But um, yeah, I would just say it's more motivational speaking than getting his point across to certain players you want to speak to. Mm-hmm. I wonder if goalkeepers are different though. If, if that's the Ben Foster one, I wonder if the ben, if goalkeepers maybe have to be more. Te- Aware of those clips and not if they're quite not quite across yeah. whatever. Yeah, that mm. might be. Fair, I think they do, especially like say, if certain players they could be inverted wingers coming inside mm. and shooting on certain feet and stuff like that, or it could be a change of penalty taker or whatever. Mm. So, but it's a good question. Mm. <laughs> I had to quickly scribble it down last night because it came from my Facebook. It's like, oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And during that 21 game and beating run, for the most part, you were part of a midfield three where you, uh, you, Wilesy, and Rathbun. Yeah. Um, they you all seem to complement each other really, really well. You have different facets to your game, mm-hmm. and it just seems really. It doesn't work every game. We lose some games, but it just you seem to really complement each other really well. And subs aren't bad either, are they? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you've got you've got to give a mention the subs as well, especially the other well, midfielders. Obviously, Jamie and Hacks. Jamie was a massive part for. Our championship team um, last year, and obviously had a had a bit of a tough time with a hamstring injury, but it's great to see him back. Um, and he did really well on Saturday when he came on against QBR. Mm. Um, but it's just one of them because them two know I'm going to sit, so they can just run off wherever they want. <laughs> lucky that I stay there, but that, that's how I've probably scored a couple of goals. I've gambled a bit and pushed forward, but. Mm. Um, just they know I'm going to be behind them if if anything happens if there's a counter summit I'll always be behind trying to sweep up so they've got a, a license to kind of be cams and try and uh, help the with forward players and getting goals so um, I just think they're both very good on the ball and they're both they're both rapid yeah mm. yeah <laughs> they don't stop running <laughs> yeah um, which is which is great for me because I can just give them the ball and just tell them to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Midfield's easier when somebody else is doing running for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have don't think of anything else. Mick, ben, Mick, Danny, I've my list done. Anything else you guys want to ask? Dogs, please scratch at the door again. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> It's all. It's just going to get worse when uh, when baby arrives. Oh, uh, be fair. Though. He's not really well known. Dog, so I think it'll be all right. He tends to have a lion, so that's that's good. <laughs> uh, where were you, Matt? What, what did you say? Sorry, I asked if you and Danny wanted to ask Dan any more questions. 
think I've just about I'm on Phone battery. Reformers uh, on 1%. I'm very lucky. <laughs> I've heard that before. We, we, speak, we spoke to Kurt Broadfoot in Scotland and his, I think his battery or his Wi-Fi dropped his out. Wi-Fi dropped his out, Wi-Fi yeah. dropped out, yeah. yeah. I don't really have a, a question per se, but um, one of my mates, uh, Charlie Ewan Oaks, just wants to get in touch and say he loves you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I love him too. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've got nothing else. I, I, I mean, I just I, I, one of the. Well, is there any any particular game this season that sort of stands out for you in terms of performances as a team that, that um, sort of stands out? I think the MK Dons away because obviously they were being talked about all oh, the goal, this possession, all this. Mm. But I think the way we defended that day and the way we actually played with the ball. Um, it just shows you don't have to have that much possession. It's just what you do with with the ball, oh, yeah. with the possession you have. And I think the way we played that day uh, on the counter-attack and how good we were defensively, I think that was probably one of the best. Mm. Obviously, getting a clean sheet there is a great result. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of other ones. There'd be loads with the clean sheets. I thought the Portsmouth it. one, and I know you, your mistake led to the goal, but that after your goal, that spell yeah. was one of the most mm. brutal 15 minutes of football. Yeah. Yeah. We just took Still them apart died. with that. They sort us out, didn't they? To be fair, um, yeah. <laughs> it was just one of them to learn from. To be fair, it was just mm. one of them where most of the time I'm usually, I'm usually quite switched on there, and I just try and get the ball into smudge, and I've just tried to touch it past him, and he's uh, he's put on the weights. To be fair, Marcus, he's a strong lad, so mm. I can't really do much about that. But like you said, the 15 minute response we had was fantastic, and I think it was the same the same with Sunderland when they I think they did they equalise, mm. and then we just, yeah, just left one. And then it was just another one of the next 30 minutes going, even going in the second half, uh, had a really good spell. So, yeah. But my one's them kid on the way mm. for the full performance, 90-minute performance. Yeah. I think in that Portsmouth game, there were, all, there, was, there were a point in the second half where I almost felt sorry for him. There were, it was just... I mean, they, like, like Matt said, there was just a 20-minute period of... It was just relentless... It was just absolutely relentless. And what an absolute pleasure that was to watch from the stands. I, can't, I don't know what it must have been like to play, but geez, from the stands, it was like, whoa. <laughs> it was very good thing. The atmosphere that day was fantastic. Um, yeah. And like you said, I think it, it just starts off from a pressing, really. Most of the chances we got that day was just ratting and pressing and. Uh, they couldn't really call, but I think that's when we do well when we play against, say, the, the topper teams who try and pass the ball a bit too much. Mm. And uh, once we get with press right, it's 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 very hard to stop. Her. So hopefully we can do that again when we play them uh, away. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, I'd take that. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's the end of the episode. Thank you all who have tuned in and listened to this episode. We always appreciate your listening ears. We will be back very soon for our next episode, as as standard as we would as we would do every Thursday and Sunday evening on YouTube, or every Monday and Thursday Friday on the on the podcasts. If you are listening out wherever you're listening out to Spotify, wherever it may be, pretty sure you please do subscribe, give us a follow if if it needs to be, and if you give us a five star rating on iTunes, wherever you, again wherever you're listening, we would very much appreciate that. Again, thanks to Ambalasa for doing this; it's been fantastic. I'm sure the fans have enjoyed it as much as we, me, Mick, and Danny have done talking. Um, and we will, like I said, be back very, very soon. Cheers, guys. Oh, no!